Hello and welcome to this episode of Human Ears. This is the reboot of the uh, podcast. I'm Dan. I am a content strategist for Big White Sky. Uh, and I am, I guess, hosting. Uh, thank you to Jeremy for allowing this opportunity. And I am joined by... This is Jeremy. I, I didn't allow you. Uh, I mean, part of the thing that makes you... Uh, wonderful to work with Dan is uh, how much you just went ahead and said we need to uh, we need to relaunch this thing we need to re-human ear uh, uh, you know remix and um, kick this thing off again and your energy around it has just been um, contagious you know people are uh, loving all of the the energy around let's uh, let's get together let's have important conversations let's do this so uh, not at all a uh, Jeremy allow. It's more like um, I am grateful to get out of the way. And uh, uh, I'm loving what you got going on. Love your vision for the show. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So um, the original idea for the show was to sort of highlight the people and culture that make Big Wide Sky such an amazing, fun uh, important place to work and be a part of. Um, I I really really dug that, but it's it, it's the the lighthearted aspects of this show, um, which we'll we'll say it uh, just out of the gate. We we recorded a pilot, but we wanted to sort of tweak it a little bit um, just for audio purposes. Um, but yes, we. Like the the fun of it, the jokes, the laughs, the getting to know the people that we're talking to, and we're going to be bringing in guests. We're like, this is just me and Jeremy for the first episode, but every subsequent episode, we're going to be bringing people in. We're going to be talking to you. We're going to be hearing your stories, your vision, your experiences that you know make Big Wide Sky so fun, hot and fresh out the kitchen, as the kids like to say. Uh, the they probably don't like to say that anymore, but hopefully someone covers that song and then they could say it again based on like a good cover. Anyways. So <laughs> Jeremy's just shaking his head. At I'm just me. letting you go, man. I mean, it, you got it. You, you, yeah, you're riffing. I, you know, uh, you're right. I think that, uh, we, it's both, uh, a vision that is lighthearted for what this show can do, but it's so, um, you know, it's amazing what we can uncover, you know, when we slow down uh, and when we really do get curious uh, about people we work with, you know, and in particular, the kinds of people, the humans that are in the orbit um, around Big Wide Sky, you know, if you think they, they were drawn into, um, you know, an idea about making business more human, uh, making it, you know, uh, integrated, uh, making uh, business something that serves human need, you know, rather than uh, humans serving businesses' needs, right? And so uh, if if that's the case, uh, then you're bound to just uncover all kinds of gems, you know? There's mm -hmm. so many things that go into um, the kind of that level of curiosity, uh, imagination, the drive, uh, you know, and all of the different types of folks uh that we both have in inside of big white sky and then just like i said the people that are in the orbit around the organization and and it's in the appreciation 
uh, for that that sort of awesomeity that uh, that Dan, you were instrumental in like, damn it, let's do this thing. Let's really have conversations with those people. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about where they're headed. Let's talk about what makes these folks tick and um, and where they're headed and why. And what are some of those hidden gems that we'll be able to find? Absolutely. This will be a great connective uh, opportunity and ongoing conversation between people at Big Wide Sky because, I mean, you've talked about this before, but you know, are we in the office? Are we not in the office? We're working remotely. There's a pandemic, all of this uh, unease, unrest, like we're all over the place. And so this gives us an opportunity to have those laughs, have those conversations and really highlight the people that make this whole thing tick. Um, I, I couldn't be more excited. Couldn't be more thrilled. Um, not just for all of us because we get to kind of do this fun. Like this is, this is great. We're going to have so many laughs just for like an hour each time. And it's, it's going to be awesome, but also to really hone in on stories we might not have heard getting to know people. We might not already know, you know, uh, bringing people together. That's that. I mean, that's all super cool things. And who knows? We might, you know, miss movie reference, make movie references, but then also miss the movie references. I guess you have to make a movie reference for someone to miss a movie reference. That's not at all a chicken and egg thing. That is a real, yes, you're right. You nailed the, um, the daisy chain on that one. You're right. You have to make the reference first. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you have a time machine, but you're correct, man. Uh, there is a sense uh, you know, and there was even a study that was done recently uh, regarding loneliness, levels of loneliness, and like, uh, can, are we categorically more lonely now? You know, and and what what kinds of factors uh, contribute to that? Uh, and and of course, like lo and behold, we are. You know, we feel more separated, more lonely, and some of it is just a very real uh, sort of physical function of we aren't in the same spaces. You know, we aren't. Um, together. We aren't, you know, gathered around the same spaces as much. And so if anything, another thing I just love about um, your motivation in general, but also your motivation behind this project is like, um, let's make that campfire, you know, like let's, and if we need to do it digitally, virtually, whatever, whatever, like who cares, let's do it. Um, And, um, and let's, let's uh, uh, as an uh, antidote, you know, to sort of that loneliness, which really just leads to further, you know, sort of uh, isolation, uh, further sort of gathering, looking for meaning. You know, we're in the midst right now of of a great resignation, you know, and people, uh, you know, for better or for worse are saying like, look, I, I need to know that what I'm doing has meaning. Uh, it's not enough for me to just like punch the clock on some stuff anymore. And, and this pandemic has shaken loose a lot of that. And, um, you know, I think as an antidote, you know, regardless of where you work, what you do, anything, I, I just like where you're coming from with this. Cause it's like, we, we need more things like this, you know, uh, where we're going to get together and just be curious, uh, about people deeply, uh, and even curious, as you said, to the point of like, maybe making references to, Films like Three Amigos that uh, people in previous generations won't get at all, right? 
um, because there's no way that you've seen that movie. I'm going to go out on a limb. No, I no, so. no. But I Folks have at home eaten can't at- see you shaking it. Oh, you've eaten where? I I have eaten at the Weldon Spring restaurant three Los Compadres, which is a play really on three amigos. It's very close. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, they have a, they have an Chevy excellent Chase was there playing piano, right? Sure. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Steve Martin uh, was playing guitar as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, mm-hmm. they have an excellent um, barbecue chicken quesadilla. So not only will we get movie references, we'll get some dining recommendations. It's a full service show. Um, yes, absolutely. We're we're have. here to service you. We we. We're coming to you on the day of the big announcement in, in communications, by the way, of the change um, to the, the Lord Sovereign Facebook, um, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so uh, they, cha- they just announced it only hours ago, right? Uh, as of yes, this recording. Yes, they they're changing the corporation. Uh, is the corporation as a whole, like the sort of the umbrella uh, from Facebook to Meta. It's still going to be called like the social media network is still going to be called Facebook. It's just the corporation in charge of Facebook will now be known as Meta, which I, you know, you gotta say Meta, Facebook and Ron Artest have so much in common, (laughs) but only one of them has been world peace. Well, it's true. It's true. Yeah, one of them yeah. has inspired world peace, and one has done probably the opposite. Let's be fair here, um, but it's I don't just, know which oh, is which gosh. in that regard. You know, I mean, one of them certainly took on the moniker world peace. Let's say yes, um, but I don't know how much charging into the stands really is is exhibiting necessarily world peace. Um, you know, hey one man, of the, those of fans them, were. Re- those fans were ridiculous in uh, in the palace. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, um, my goodness. And those security guards kept their jobs somehow. I don't know how. It doesn't but, make uh, sense. No, no, it does not. No. Yes. Um, Everyone should go check out the Malice in the Palace documentary on Netflix. It is excellent. It is very well made and sort of highlights the other side of the story because the players who were involved in the fight were sort of vilified mm-hmm. for their actions oh, for sure. when the reality was the league and the city of Detroit and the security and Detroit PD. I, everyone was really like everyone dropped the ball involved in this situation. No mm-hmm. question about it. Mm-hmm. So now, part of the reason that you're going to get a movie reference uh, from you, Dan, regarding uh, a documentary like Malice in the Palace is because NBA basketball is a thing for you. Like that is a, Yes, it is. A, a passion of yours. I am a, yes, I am a huge yeah. NBA fan. Um, I just, I've always really appreciated the league. It, it's one of my, if not my favorite, uh, you know, sort of sports league. Uh, as it were that NASCAR have always been real mainstays for me. Um, but I actually host an NBA podcast with some friends. Uh, it's called the bees and knees podcast. Uh, bees spelled B E A S after Michael Beasley, who is just like this eccentric character in 
in the NBA and in the peripherals of the NBA, depending on whether or not he's still in the league. Sometimes he'll go off and play in other leagues and stuff like that. He just, he's an oddity. Uh, it, it's also named after the one time he was on the Minnesota Timberwolves and started rubbing a knee, thinking it was his own knee. But as it turns out, it was Anthony Tolliver's knee, which was the guy sitting next to him. Just imagine sitting next to a dude and he just starts rubbing your knee, thinking it's his own knee. And then it's like, oh, my bad. I thought I was rubbing my own knee. So, you know, it's something that I've missed out on now because of the pandemic. We just haven't had a chance. Maybe, Dan, if we increase the amount to which we were sitting next to each other, it could happen more often. But unfortunately yeah. now we just have to like digitally rub each other's knees. Um, yeah, uh, you know. That's what this podcast is here for, rubbing knees. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but, um, but yes, I no. – sorry, go ahead. No, I love uh, where you're headed with your, your show. Uh, I've listened to it a number of times and – in general, again, it's like part of what makes you such a, a valuable uh, human being in general is is the fact that you're just willing to pursue, you know, uh, things like a show like that and the way you do it because you're right about the periphery thing. It's like it seems to me, you know, because you have a number of other, you know, shows that you, you're involved in that you produced and all of them seem to be really focused on, and, and forgive me if I'm wrong about this because this actually goes back to even our movie reference thing, but like, mainstream middle of the bell curve pop culture stuff does not seem at all interesting to Dan, at least from my perspective. Like to me, you always seem like you're really interested in like, what is the most fringy or niched or strange little periphery that we can just exploit and like really dig into and try to understand. Does that seem fair? Like, is that? Yeah. Yeah, to a certain extent, I would say that. Um, or maybe I, I'm the one who's way off the the, the middle of the pop street. I'm willing know, to say I'm, I'm the one who's 42 on this show. So I'm probably the one who's out of touch with whatever is in the middle of the bell curve. You know, for me, I think I'm, I, I'm just a person who likes exploring whatever I find interesting. And just it just so happens to sometimes result in like something in the periphery where like, for example, uh, one of the other shows I participate in as a contributor, Geek Confidential, that's more just movies and TV. And while these movies and TV are like a lot of like the CW's DC shows and stuff like that or Marvel movies. Uh, they were once considered on the periphery now are sort of entering the mainstream through the MCU. Uh, every every movie's all. Marvel. Yeah. Every movie's Marvel now, aren't they? Yeah. Like, isn't every- that a requirement these days? Right. We're just going to cover mm-hmm. like, you know, with the next movie about the queen of England that we need to make, cause we haven't made enough of those either. It's probably going to be a Marvel. I'm just assuming mm-hmm. that she's just going to be converted into a Marvel character. Yeah, I mean, there. I think it was Honest Trailers that once said, once they made Guardians of the Galaxy, it was all over. You had John C. Riley and Helen Mirren being asked to just say space jargon in funny costumes because it was interesting, because they yeah. wanted to be in a Marvel movie. Who doesn't want to be in a Marvel movie? We're going to take the goofball from Parks and Recreation and make him a sex symbol. We're going yeah. to have Vin Diesel say one line of dialogue over and over, and you're going to pay for it. Why? It's a Marvel movie. Um, but yeah, just exploring that sort of um, area just 
it, it it's intriguing, you know, the the way that I I don't know if people are necessarily looking at this stuff. I, I think that there is like a good number of uh, media outlets and stuff like that looking at dissecting its, you know, societal value and the storylines and the characters and these really human moments that are being depicted through this medium. But mm. I also think that there's like a, another chunk of people that, you know, you're talking about where like it, you know, it's a Marvel. Everything's a Marvel movie. Why does it, you know, why does this matter? Okay. It's entertainment value, but like, why do I have to, care about like uh hawk hawkeye's uh family you know why why do i need to visit with his wife and kids why do i need to care about this relationship and his dynamics with nat and all of these like intricacies when i can just right you know watch hulk uh smash, smash hulk things. buster yeah right like, yeah what? i mean i totally get it because you know it's like uh there is something interesting, you know, and, and certainly uh, for what it's worth and not that anybody cares what, uh, as Jeremy sees it, but I think, you know, if there is something to it that I think is compelling um, that, uh, and very uh, human is, um, it's almost like uh, the coverage for the Olympics, let's say, right? Um, so, you know, if you think about a majority of the time that is spent um, in something like the Olympics, where these brief sort of moments of athletic abilities that's on display like nothing else. You know, the, these are ostensibly the best, most excellent fit athletes in the world um, at a certain thing. And so why do you need something more than just seeing them do that, right? So they are kind of like the real life Marvel, right? They're, they are these fantastic examples of of human accomplishment, you know, and, uh, and all that. So isn't that enough? Well, no, actually it turns out it's not. What you need is the backstory on every single athlete and, and their origin story and what they had to overcome and what it's been like. And you can almost nearly predict the story arcs of most of them, but that doesn't stop people from wanting them. Now, why would that be, right? I mean, it's gotta be because, uh, there is just something, uh, a human about being led through a story like that and and so maybe if there is something in it and when it comes to this idea of marvel and the idea of universes is that idea of world building you know like mm -hmm. let us actually go ahead and take the time to build out and meander through um the backstory of even the most minor you know sort of characters or or whatever um you know, and it's uh, to me, it's almost like I think the parade, and this is way too much thinking, by the way, uh, by someone who is just an armchair observer of this stuff. I'm by no means an expert at pop culture, but I, I you know, for many years, um, really since I think the internet um, came along in particular, that the just the sheer volume of fan fiction, right? Like the sheer volume of people who just build stories. Um, on like, here's the backstory of the bus driver from a Spider-Man movie and where he like all, and it, I, re I read a story once that was um, actually really funny. It was uh, a letters, a series of letters home uh, to, uh, from uh, a guy who decided to join uh, Cobra from G.I. Joe. Uh, now you're going to have to be a little older to get this, but you know, G.I. Joe, they used to fight Cobra 
Uh, and so this, these were letters home from a guy who was going to the Cobra training camp to his mom, uh, you know, and like, you know, day three, just put my arms in the air, ran forward screaming Cobra over and over again for six hours, you know, uh, friggin' hilarious stuff. Like, it's really good. But I think that, you know, there was this parade of people um, that already kind of existed on the margin that started grabbing hold of something that I think is very human, which is just telling stories. You know, it's just mm -hmm. exchanging those ideas and living them out and sketching them. And so then it's like, it almost seems to me like Marvel or maybe people who are similar to that or maybe maybe it was thoughtful and intentional or maybe it's just an intuition. Like, let's get in front of that parade. Like that parade's already going down the street. Let's just get in front of that parade and tell people that we were the ones who are building all this really cool back fiction, subplot, you know, parallel plot, universe of, I don't know anybody else who's published and made expensive films out of essentially fan fiction. Like, it, I hate to reduce it to that, but it's, it's mostly like spinning out all of these like parallel tales at the level of feature film, you know, which is not inexpensive. You know, every single one of right. those things is. Yeah, right? I, I think the only one that I've ever heard that started as fan fiction and sort of grew from there to like be like this multi-million dollar conglomerate was the Fifty Shades of Grey. That that started Basically off the as same movies. Basically the same. Yeah, yeah. Right. They what it started off as Twilight fan fiction, right? Like right. that. That was that was the basis. I've I've seen the Twilight movies. They're they're not, they're not good. They are not good. I, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen these movies. They are not good. But I've I seen them all. Oh my goodness. I, they are of the movies that you've seen and haven't seen, this makes complete sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you know, it, and this is this might be a reference. It if some if a movie is on and you're not the one who put the movie on, but you're dating the person that put the movie on. You're just going to watch the movie. You're like, not yeah. going to like say anything. You're not going to do anything. You're just going to watch whatever they're putting on the television. And that's <laughs> that. All right. Called a relationship. So that was, yeah. Yes, it, it's called a relationship. It's it's world building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's world building. <laughs> yes, exactly. it, it, it is. Yeah. It's world building yeah. in your relationship that you're just like, all right, what are we right. watching? All right, Lion King one and a half. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yes, yeah. I will watch all of the Gilmore Girls. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I have not seen. I don't know how many hours. Well, um. For you know, you may or may not be missing out on much. Um, okay. But what I'll say is just that that's the extreme it can get to because that's a good solid amount of hours. That's not like a, yeah. a feature film length here. We're talking like months uh, of, <laughs> of viewing pleasure. Um, you know, how hard could it be to come from an affluent family, you know, near Yale? Like there has to just be so much that makes life really challenging. I'm sure that it's really hard. Oh, yeah. Um, so I could totally understand why you'd need a series to discuss how difficult your life is. Um, of course. I, you know, I think it's things, uh, you know, your pursuits, uh, and certainly not to make this sort of uh, re episode, you know, only about, you know, one kind of person, but since you are, you know, in, in a lot of ways, 
the driving force, the vision, and the motivation behind this, I think it's worth highlighting uh, for our listeners and for the people who would, you know, be our guests on future shows. That I think that that kind of stuff is what makes you a big, wide sky type of person. You know, the fact that you're not only just drawn um, to something that's that curious. You know, like you, you're, the Venn diagrams of your interests don't make much sense from an algorithm perspective. So, you know, NBA, NASCAR, Power Rangers, daytime television. You have a lot of stuff that like Mm -hmm. if people drew out like these affinity maps, they'd be like, these things shouldn't exist in the same space Mm -hmm. and time. And the only explanation you can have for it is that you are, uh, you're human, you know, and and you are, you, yeah, you, you have these varied, um, and uh, storied and compelling reasons uh, that uh, aren't the you cannot AI that kind of thing, right? Like you wouldn't be able to machine learn your way to being Dan Pierce, and thank God because um, I think that you know it's what makes you really compelling, interesting. It's and you bring that kind of eclectic understanding to the stuff you're doing, um, to the way that you work with clients, to uh, how well you've been able to hang in there and uh, help us to get uh, you know even this thing off the ground. And as you said, like we even got off to a rough start on it. You know, just like this pilot episode, and it's like, oh, it sounds rough. Let's do this again. You know, let's make this thing something we can really stand on and be proud of. And I'm just really proud to be a part of it. Um, and I'm I'm excited at the conversations we're going to have. Um, I can't wait to hear from folks. I, I I really appreciate all of that, Jeremy. I I definitely couldn't do this without your sort of support. Uh, you've been really able to, like, just really good at guiding and helping me navigate this space, uh, you know, just within Big Wide Sky during my short time here so far. You know, I, I started in February, and I just, I'm just very appreciative of, and, uh, and also appreciative that you're also like a storyteller. Like it's, it's one of those things where one of the first conversations we had, you wanted to know where I was from. And I was like, Oh yeah, I graduated from Huntley high school. And you had a story about Huntley, Illinois, like right. all, just off of, off the top of your head. And I'm like, right. okay, this guy knows about Huntley, Illinois and then you start talking about the outlet mall. And I'm like, I, I used to work at the outlet mall. And I tried to even guess which, which store it was, didn't I? I can't remember now which store it was. It was, was it? it was Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, that make, that's right. That's right. And I think I was trying to get, I think I was like, is it the Nike? Was it the, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. I, they, you still have those clothes, not- don't you? I do still have some of those clothes. I got half off all of my Tommy Hilfiger stuff. So like, of course I was going to buy a bunch of it. And I also had like aunts and cousins that would like come in and be like, Hey, so I drove here from Skokie and I'm just going to buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Great. Awesome. Let's like, let's figure this out. Oh, my cousin is making faces into the mirror because he is what five. All right. Right. Now I have to go clean that mirror. Uh, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, they, they've, they've since knocked down the mall, which is unfortunate. Um, I didn't even know, I guess that, yeah, I, 
I drove by last time I was in Chicago, like the Chicagoland area in Huntley and um, it was gone. And I'm like, whoa, that's wild. Cause you know, I spent uh, a summer working right. at that Tommy Hilfiger before college. Right. 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 But you're right. Like we did, right. We almost connected off the bat just on that storyteller, let's connect to other people kind of vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Journalism Absolutely. also, like journalism. Right. Yeah. I spent, I spent years uh, at, uh, on a copy desk just, you know, going at it, uh, designing for the Daily Chronicle, King County Chronicle, right. uh, Morris Herald News, Joliet. Northwest Herald, all of Too those. Too bad you never worked for the the heralded Sycamore News, which came out unreliably once every week or ten days or so, depending on you know whether you needed it or not. It was uh, yeah, yeah. It is it is truly a shame. You know, I did cover some Sycamore though with uh, oh, yeah. Daily Chronicle. So, well, of course you did. Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. So what I mean, what are we uh what are we looking forward to, man? What what are some of the things about this show that you're like, I can't wait for us to talk about this or that or wh- where are we headed? What do you think? I'm really I'm really excited to uncover some aspects of people that like they are willing to sort of share, you know. I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to feel open and laugh and joke and tell stories about their uh you know, at, as early as they want, you know, through whatever experience or just these really human moments that make everything worthwhile. You know, how how about you? What are you looking forward to? I don't you know, I don't know. I um I'm looking forward to hearing those same things. You know, I, I know that there's a lot that's under the surface. You know, like I said, you know, if if the mission and the and, and the vibe of Big Wide Sky attracts you, um, you you usually it's just been my experience. There's some kind of curiosity uh, beneath the surface. Not that it doesn't exist with everyone. If there's anything I learned from journalism, it's that almost everybody's got a story. You know, however, it might be covered up by either you know, choices or by, you know, circumstances or by a number of, of things, usually like political inscription or circumstances where people are like, I don't want to share what that story is, but everybody's got one, you know? Um, but I will say it does seem like there's a higher correlation of, uh, you know, the folks that would be drawn to the kinds of investigations we do at Big White Sky where we're, we're holistically creating you know, a safe space for organizations to investigate what it would mean to make their business more human. And when you're trying to meet people on that level, and if you have to vibe on that level, usually there's just something underneath the surface uh, with people that is really compelling. You know, and I've, I've just known this from the years of working alongside, you know, Elliot, Marianne, Georgia, uh, Chris, and Beth, you know, a lot of the folks have been around in the organization for a long time. Um, you know, and where they're coming from and the intention they have. And so uh, each of those people have really interesting stories. And now, you know, we're at this stage, uh, which your timing couldn't have been better, actually. I, I really loved the fact that you came along for a good number of reasons, but um, certainly not least among them, is that we were in this midst of, you know, bringing on a lot of folks and at the, at nearly the same time. And I don't think it should be a secret that the business is growing, that we've got 
you know, more revenues, more com complex uh, projects we're doing, um, interesting integrated projects that span, you know, communications, uh, culture, technology, and development, um, change management, you know, really holistic, you know, consulting kinds of offerings. And so um, you came along when you did, when we were, we we're really staffing up with a lot of folks. And I know that each of those people uh, likely represents much like the folks that have been here uh, for some time, uh, something interesting, you know, something compelling, something like yourself, you know, where you have these pursuits in your life that I get like you wouldn't, you just wouldn't be able to guess that, you know, uh, no one would be able to, to generate that. That is a thing that is unique. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I want to have more of these conversations. You know what we ought to do? Is uh, and I'm just spitballing this on this episode in the middle of this, by the way. Um, yeah, we should uh, we should make like a as we interview people. Maybe you and I will kick this off. We'll make like a Spotify playlist of um, just like what you're listening to right now. You know, like okay. what is it that that uh, that that you're uh, that you're listening to? And we can even uh, say that if it's if it's pod other pods, that's cool. Uh, but mm -hmm. we could even make just like a, essentially like a big white sky community playlist, uh, out of like podcast episodes or, uh, audio clips or, you know, if, if you're, uh, if you're like, I am only Wu-Tang, I only listen to Wu-Tang, we'll <laughs> throw the Wu-Tang on there, whatever it is. Um, yeah. What, what's that rapper you know. that Eric really likes? Flint Flossie. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Well, yeah. And then there's the mental picture then of Cami doing the Flint Flossy dances, which, you know, um, are pretty elaborate. I mean, they're, they're, they are like an athletic feat uh, uh, of sorts. So only kid and play. We only listen to, I only listen to kid and play. Um, okay. Something like this. I mean, something, you know, we, we, could, uh, we could at least use it as a, a way to just get on the same level and, and share, you know, what better way to share uh, about the, the humanity of people than, you know, what drives, what, what books are you listening to? What are you soaking up? You know, what's compelling to you? So we can yeah, like just absolutely. organically start making that list, the human ears playlist. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Jeremy, maybe you should start us off with this playlist. What are you oh, listening shit. to? Let me look at my Spotify. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, you know, the, the cop-out answer for this that I really don't like is like, well, I listen to a little bit of everything, which is what basically everyone says. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Well, you know, so, so in terms of other pods, uh, I've, uh, I, I went on a deep dive into Heavyweight. I don't know if you've ever listened to that one. It's by Gimlet Media. It's these interviews with people who are dealing with something in their life that is really weighing them down that they can't figure out. Um, incredible, incredible stuff. But, uh, you know, oddly, so the, my, my playlists are strange because I, I like listening to uh, Baroque uh, classical you know, music when I'm writing or composing mm -hmm. things and strategies yeah. or other. So there's a good chunk of just like Vivaldi and, you know, things like that. Now, I am not nearly that sophisticated or anything or of an individual. Um, a lot of Kishibashi. Um, I went on this tear uh, last week because of the Throwback Thursday playlist of like some mm -hmm. early 2000s emo piles of 
like music. I'm all about this. I am all about I, this. <laughs> I uh, I figured that might vibe with you. So yeah, mm-hmm. they had like you know uh, stuff that I I have to say I'm slightly embarrassed to admit that I listened to, but it was like it kind of fueled some long runs. Uh, so you mm-hmm. know the panic at the disco, Fall Out Boy, Pan- the Fall Out yeah. Boy. Yeah, um, the Academy the- is. Mm-hmm. Good Charlotte. Yeah. There was all that kind of stuff, you know. But I would say, you know, so there's there's that. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of, uh, additionally, uh, Run the Jewels. Um, love me some Run the Jewels, uh, and you know, I have uh, go tos that are. I'm um, always listening to the Talking Heads. Um, relatively frequently, probably my favorite band. So, so there you have it. I don't know. Uh, I hate to say all over the place, but what are you listening to other than what Fall am Out I Boy? listening? I, I really have a very varied uh, playlist as well, which sounds super boring when you say it out loud. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Everyone's always like, oh, yeah. It I sounds like a first like date answer. Place. Like, what do you like? Yeah. I like pizza. Do you like pizza? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's neat. How often do you eat McDonald's? I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, um, but I... I've been listening to a lot of um, it's also like a mid 2000s sort of emo thing, but I've been listening to a lot of Mayday Parade lately. Um, A little bit of uh, Jamie all over miserable at best, all of those sort of classics. Um, A lot of kid Cudi Um, as a result of uh, the trailer came out this week of his documentary that's premiering on Amazon prime on November 5th. I'm a huge kid Cudi fan. Uh, Gosh. uh, What other stuff am I listening to? Uh, Podcast wise. I I just finished a really super interesting pod. Um, It, it's the Dale Jr. download, which is a NASCAR podcast, but he was interviewing a woman by the name of Shauna Robinson, who is a real trailblazer as a woman in NASCAR and uh, as a dr- during her driving days and stuff like that. She's uh, significantly older now and retired um, and is now an interior designer. But back in the day, she was a, re- she was a competitive driver Um and it, it, you know, getting to hear her stories and her perspective was really, really cool. I, I really dug uh, a lot of the stuff she had to say. Um, gosh, every every day I try and listen to uh, Cap and J Hood from ESPN Chicago, ESPN One Thousand. Uh, they're sort of the morning show over there. Welcome to the OC, bitches, is also uh, a mainstay podcast for me. It's uh, two ac- actresses from the OC. Uh, talk about episodes from the OC and they had Adam Brody on who's also from the OC. The OC is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm not like, I'm not really ashamed of it. It's fine. You can make fun of me. It's all good. Um, You've been listening to the full uh, go. I like the full go. I like Jason's show on, uh, on ringer on the ringer. Yeah. I do listen to the full go, but I, I have a real problem based on how bad the bears are listening to bears talk. <laughs> like I can't do it. 
like I'll skip those parts of Cap and J Hood. I'll skip those parts of the real go, just so I can get to Bolts talk because the Bulls are really good. Or oh, I know. you know White right. Sox talk. You know yeah. these these two teams are really really good, and you know right. it's exciting. I I listen to. Like I'm always one to kind of go back also music wise to a lot of the early 2000s stuff that I was listening to, like in high school. So a lot of a band called making April, a band called, um, autopilot off. I was big autopilot off fan and all of their songs. Now that I'm re-listening to them, I really like them, but they're all really depressing. (laughs) Like, have you, have you ever gone back to like early 2000s music and you're like, man, this is oh depressing. for sure, yeah. Like, they, yeah. They, there's a song called um, "Make a Sound," and it's all about drowning. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, I didn't well, know. Like, I wasn't paying attention. You know, well, I think early 2000s. You're right. Where this kind of hit a peak, where there was a lot of just sad music in general. But I do think also around the time you're 14, 15, you're sort of at the height of your ennui. I think that mm-hmm. you're always drawn. I mean. I remember um, I was 14 or 15 just to happen to be at a different, you know, moment than when you were. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, you know, there were things that were served up to me that were really fitting though. You know, we had, we had sad, morose <laughs> music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I always had the cure I could go back to and, you know, things from the 80s and early 90s. So, um, you know, this was, it's, it's a, it's a hallow, it's a, it's a tradition. Really, uh, you have to have sad bastard music. Um, it, it's part of it, though. You know. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's part of the human experience. Indeed. And how would we engineer a human experience? We would humaneer it. Way to go! Yes, good job. Um, we would humaneer it. So we'll start this playlist, man. Uh, you know, maybe we'll make it per person, and maybe we'll just say, "Here's a here's a hodgepodge of of human ears." You know, if you ever. People, since we're likely gonna, you know, have this thing live on Spotify, we might as well have a playlist, and uh, people can people can soak up the uh, you know the 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 things we're listening to, you know, what draws us. So I think it could be absolutely uh, a really fun thing that we develop over time. Absolutely, well, I what's, couldn't agree more. What's next for us, man? What's next? What do we got? We we're got we're going to be hunting for people. Up. Yes, we have an episode coming up and we're going to be hunting for people. We're going to be contacting people and be like, hey, you want to be on the show? You get to talk about fun things and then also music and podcasts and all of these sort of human experiences and these stories that you have. I would love to hear them. Uh, We we do love it. We absolutely love it. Um, So yeah, make sure if you have any questions or thoughts or comments, we can read them on air. Uh, We can read them privately, whatever the case may be. Uh, Contact me at dan at bigwidesky.com. That's my email. Um, So yeah, Uh, Jeremy, this has been super, super fun. And I can't wait to do more of this. Thank you. Not a problem. I'm really grateful for you. Grateful for this show. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is going to be fantastic. All right, everyone. Well, we hope you have an amazing day. Take care. All right. Take care, man.